as they would say in New Zealand, top of the morning to you. And the response is, and the response is, I accept that. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I just can't get enough of the presence of God. You know, you'd almost think that you experience it and it, it would just satisfy you, but it just satisfies you for more. And uh, I'm glad it's that way. Because we need it that way. Amen? <clears throat> I just... Uh, well, one of these mics come apart. Can I, can I pull this right out of here? Can I unscrew it? That's not good? Okay. All right, that's okay. I'll just use the mic. I'll just use this. Uh, no. Doesn't matter. <clears throat> no. No, it hasn't. We don't need any sound in this one. Amen. How many of you, a miracle, God has done a miracle in your life? Wow. I heard that somebody prayed for a dead cat and it came alive. Who was that? Charlene and the kids. So what happened? The cat died? What's the name of the cat now? Miracle. Miracle. (laughs) Who else had a miracle? There you go. Anybody else? Amen. God is interested in all the details of our lives. Amen? Amen. Sometimes, you know, we don't know what's going on in everybody else's life. And we just think everything is just kind of like, well, whatever. Yes? Uh Uh-huh. Amen. Wow. Is there? Hmm. I won't say it. I want to share a little bit on the scepter of the king. In Psalm 45, verse 6, if you turn there, Psalm 45, verse 6, 
Did we manage to get the definitions up on the board or no? Psalm 45, verse 6 says this, Thy throne, your throne, O God, is forever and ever. The scepter of your kingdom is right. The scepter of your kingdom is right. That, that's quoted in Hebrews chapter 1, verse 8. But unto the Son he said, Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is a scepter of your kingdom. And the Old Testament spoke of a scepter, prophetically speaking, of Jesus. Jesus was a rod that came forth. And uh, the scepter is a very unique subject in the Bible, and I want to explain it a little bit this morning And I told David I'm going to keep my sermon as short as possible so that we can actually come to the throne and let him extend his scepter to us. Um, Are the definitions up there? No definitions? Thank you, Justin. In Deuteronomy chapter 7, And verse 9 is a very unique verse. And this verse explains the nature and character of God. And it says this, Therefore, therefore know that the Lord your God, He is God. He's God. And the faithful God who keeps covenant and mercy for a thousand generations with those who love him and keep his commandments. And uh, this is the definition of the word faithful. To make firm, to trust, to believe. So God is firm. You can trust him. He believes, he is permanent, he is quiet, and he builds, he supports, he fosters, he parents, he nurses. The faithfulness of God is always constructive. It is consistently supportive. His faithfulness is enduring. He never, ever gives up. And this book is written in preparation for the children of Israel to go in and possess the land. And God is revealing to them who He is. And uh, what I find intriguing of the Bible is we can approach it in three dimensions. We can understand who God is, or we can understand how He relates to us, or we can understand what what we should be like. So how do we make this part of our life? It's a simple, it's a simple answer. How do I make my life to be like his in the area of faithfulness? Well, I have found that there's only one way to make the word part of your life, and that's do it. Do it. Can I be trusted? Am I really permanent in where I stand? Do I build or do I destroy? Do I support or do I undermine? You know the best place to start this? Is in your marriage. If you're not married, 
it's a good place to start it with how you relate to other people. You see, who God is, is who is within us. And for God to be revealed in us is to let his character be shown. This is not my message, by the way. I, I shared this in Bible college on Sunday night. And um, I think sometimes we have a hard time making the word part of our life. Because we just don't do it. And so, for instance, in our marriage, when my wife worked and I worked, when my wife came home, I asked her, how did her day go? I wanted to know. If it went bad, I had to listen. If it went good, I listened. I was support. I built up. Maybe I had to counsel a little bit, whatever. You can do it with your children. My mom is not sitting in her chair right now, but my mom was one of the first ones saved in my family. And for my family, I got saved. That's two generations. My children got saved. That's three generations. And my grandchildren are saved, and that's four generations. He keeps his covenant from generation to generation. Amen? And if we, if we practice who God is in our home, our children will become like him. And they will see the model. Amen? So do you build up your mate or do you tear them down? Do you, do you tear people down when they're not around or do you build them up? God is not interested in tearing things apart. He's very interested in building. I will build my church. Amen? I just wanted to, to show you that because this is what we should be like as Christians if we're faithful. And the reward of faithfulness is if you're faithful with little, you'll get more. If God gives you five talents and you're faithful, you're going to get ten. He rewards the faithful. Amen? He rewards the faithful. So the rewards in your marriage is determined by your behavior and your words. If you want God to reward your marriage, be faithful. Are you there? Anyway, let's get to the sermon. I just wanted to share that with you because I think it's a key. Because when, when God... When God organizes something and he, he plans something and he purposes something, it's the very essence of who he is that brings it to pass. And so, just think of this. The very essence of who he is is in us. And if we exercise who he is within us and let that be, purpose comes to pass. The scepter. The scepter of the kingdom. And a scepter was a rod that was used. I don't have a rod, but I guess the mic will do. The scepter is a rod that was used By many people. For instance, one of the rods we see in the Bible is Moses had a rod in his hand. God says, what have you got in your hand? He says, a stick. So he threw it on the ground, turned it a snake, and he grabbed it and turned it to... And the scepter, the concept of the scepter had living power in it. 
And the king, God spoke from heaven to Moses, and the, the rod that he had became a scepter. And the scepter is something that is quite unique, actually. I'm just going to give you a little description of what a scepter is. The scepter is a measuring stick. God revealed to Moses the measure of his power. Through the scepter. In fact, Moses' snakes ate all the other snakes. Now, we don't want to be in the snake business, but it's a measure of power. Just think of that for a minute. I'm just going to give you a couple things here, and then we're going to do some, some application. It is also an instrument of punishment. Moses got to realize that what was in his hand could punish the enemy. It had power, it had power to divide the sea. The scepter of righteousness means it's the scepter of what is right. It was right for Moses to have authority. It was right for Moses to be able to do the miracles that was required. Not right before man, but right before God. See, God is faithful. The scepter that he offers us is faithful. It's a faithful scepter. It doesn't fail. The scepter is also the shepherd's authority. So the scepter is a, an authority. Authority. It's the scepter is a thing of support. The way the the way the Bible uses the word is some men in the Bible used it to support them while they walk. So the scepter is recognized as support. When God puts out his scepter, he says, I'm going to support you. We find it in the definition of who he is. The scepter is also the, the ruler's symbol of authority. The ruler's symbol of authority. So you should have six things. The measure. The instrument of punishment. It's the shepherd's authority over the sheep. It's the symbol of support. And it's the symbol of authority. I've got authority twice there, but the symbol of authority meaning government, rule. So here's the idea. How do I make, how does this apply to my life? What does this look like? According to Hebrews, 
But unto the Son he said, Your throne, the ruler, O God, is forever and ever. And he said, A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of his kingdom. In other words, he's the king, he's on the throne, and he extends his scepter. What happened is this. God so loved the world that he gave. Jesus became man. And one day he was baptized and the Holy Ghost came upon him. And he started calling people. He said, follow me. What was happening? The Father extended the scepter to the disciples. And the scepter, if you can imagine this, the son, he says, he said to his son, thy throne, O God, is forever. And the throne is where the king rules. Amen? I just, just think of this. The Messiah, God with us, the scepter came. God offered the scepter. Jesus put forth the scepter to the disciples and said, follow me. And I will make you. In other words, what he was saying was, what the Father has to offer you, what the throne has, is yours. If you follow me. You see, nobody comes to the Father except he's drawn. In Esther chapter 4, verse 11, says this, All the king's servants and the people of the king's provinces do know that whoever, whether man or woman, shall come unto the king into the inner court who is not called, there is no law of his to put him to death, except such to whom the king shall hold out the golden scepter that he may live. They all knew that. If I come into the king's court and he does not extend his scepter, I don't live. So when he offered the disciples, he said, follow me. What was he offering them? Life. He was offering them the scepter of life. Not just any life. Divine life. Life from a faithful God who will build, support, foster, nurse, father, who you can trust. In Esther 5 verse 2, and it was so, when the king saw Esther, the queen, standing in the court, that she obtained favor in his sight, and the king held out to Esther the golden scepter. That was his hand. So Esther drew near and touched the scepter. The king offered her favor. The scepter is the scepter of favor. When the scepter is extended to you, it's a scepter of favor from the king. You may come in and we can talk. You can come into my realm of life. 
You can come into my realm of authority. You can come into my realm of acceptance. The scepter has been extended to you. And after he extended the scepter, then said the king unto her, What wilt thou, Queen Esther? And what is thy scepter? It shall be even given you half of the kingdom. Not that what he's saying is, What are you requesting? Why have you come? into my presence. In other words, everything that the king had was available to her. Everything he had was available to her when he extended the scepter to her. Anything you ask of my rulership. What do you request? The scepter has been offered to you. He has extended his favor to you. All that the king's, king has is available to you. And all that the king has to offer you is right. It's a scepter of righteousness. It's a scepter of the kingdom. In other words, I am offering you my rule and my reign and my authority. When God called Moses, Moses didn't think he could accomplish anything. God didn't leave him there. God said, no, 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 it's okay. Just look at what you got in your hand. You see, the scepter is the scepter of building, not tearing down. The scepter is the scepter of support whatever you need. The scepter is the scepter of provision, meaning all that I have is available to you. And of course, we know the story. Some of us know the story of Esther. During the time of the restoration, a guy by the name of Haman wanted to destroy Israel. And Esther became the one who was to come before the king so that people would have life and not death. Jesus came before the Father and the Father extended the scepter to him so that people would have life. And Jesus came to this earth and he offered the scepter to the disciples. He said, follow me. Follow me and I'm going to make you. He also said these words when he returned. He said, all authority in heaven and earth is given to me. You can go there now and, and make disciples of all nations. You see, the scepter of the kingdom is the scepter of all authority. That is in the Son. 
that's available to you and I. When John the Baptist got thrown into prison, of course, he insulted the king's wife. And so the king says to his wife, whatever you shall ask of me, I will give it to you unto half my kingdom. And if I were been the woman, I'd have been a lot smarter than to ask for John's head. He offered her half the kingdom and she takes John's head. Like Da Fred. And so that was quite relevant in the times of the disciples. It wasn't something that just passed off from the Old Testament. It was part of culture. The, the, the scepter of the king. You see, I think sometimes we have made God to be so passive, we don't even know what he's doing. We've made him so passive in our own hearts. I can just live life the way I want. It doesn't really matter. Really? No. The scepter is a scepter of discipline. Can you say amen to that? We make God, just that ethereal God out there, you know, I can, I can live in immorality, I can do what. No, no, you can't. You can if you want, but you're not going to get away with it. He's the king. And he keeps his covenant. And what you want, when you come before the king, he want, you want him to offer you his scepter. And he offers you his scepter. But Paul said this, don't let, don't sin so that grace can abound. God forbid that we should use the favor of God for our own license to live the way we want. Say what we want, have the attitude we want, tear people down. No, it doesn't work that way. See, because that's not, that's not what God is like. Anything you ask, let me ask you something. Is there anything in your life that you would like destroyed? He has extended the scepter to you. He has given you favor to see that thing die. When God calls, what does he see? He sees his vision for your life. And it's a good vision. It's favorable vision. It's a vision that's according to his covenant. God won't be mocked. Whatever is challenging you, he will destroy. He won't be mocked. He sees his vision. What he sees is from the position of his authority. When he, when he offers you the scepter... All authority in heaven is released. When he's, what he sees is from the position of purpose. God 
has a purpose for your life. When he extends his scepter to you, it is full of purpose. What he sees is from the position of provision. When he extends his scepter to you, all the resources of heaven are at your disposal. What he sees is from the position of power. God never builds from a position of weakness. He never supports from a position of weakness. When he extends his scepter to you, he releases the power of the Holy Spirit, divine ability to fulfill and to see the word of God come to pass in and through your life. He has called you. When he called you, he extended his scepter. The king says, touch it. I extend this because I give you favor. Hallelujah. The scepter, what he sees is from his position of victory. When he extends his, when he has extended, he has extended. When he called you, he extended to you his victory to walk in. He defeated the devil. He overcame sickness. He overcame darkness. He overcame death. Death, where's your sting? It's gone. To, be, to die is to be present with the Lord. There's no defeat. God puts forth his scepter. What did he offer? When God put forth his scepter... Who did he offer? And I remember the Sunday that I was sitting right there when God stretched out his scepter and touched my left shoulder. And I began to meditate on this word. And I began to realize what is available. Who he is. And it was him who took the initiative. Not because we were good enough, but because he loved us. He extended the scepter. The scepter for Moses was the call to be God's representative in the earth. The call to the disciples was a call to be God's representative in the earth. He put his scepter All my authority, all my purpose, my provision, my power, my authority. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God took the initiative for you when he called you. And he offered you his scepter of acceptance 
and in his scepter of acceptance of favor was all his provision, power, authority, and purpose, and fulfillment, and vision for you. Wow. The scepter of his kingdom. <laughs> Bible says his kingdom rules over all. When he offered you his scepter, brother, he said, my scepter rules over everything. God has extended his scepter to you when he called you. When you got saved, he extended his scepter to you. Wow. What do you need today? See, the extension of his scepter has words behind it. What is your request, the king said. Whatever you ask. What did Jesus say to the disciples? Whatever you ask in my name. <laughs> you see, he was the father's scepter. And the voice of the Father came through the Son and spoke to the disciples and said, whatever you ask, you'll have it. Whew. Amazing. God wants to take initiative in your life. He has already extended the scepter to you when you got saved. And right where you are right now, what is your request? What is that which has to be destroyed? What is that that rules you that you want to see devastated? What finances do you need? What healing do you need? What attitude adjustment do you need? It's all there. Amen? He is faithful to build you, to support you. So just take a few moments. I want, you to, I want you to make your request to Him. Make your request to Him. Lord, I just thank you that you've stretched out your scepter. Mm. 
Thank you, Jesus. Maybe you need peace, strength, whatever you need. My God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. And Lord, I'm just so thankful that you've extended your your scepter to us. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. (laughs) Hallelujah. God has given some of you victory right now. God has given you some provision right now. Hallelujah. Here's the king's heart toward Mordecai. Haman came into the king and asked him, what shall be done for the man who the king delights to honor? And of course, Haman thought it was him. And Haman thought in his heart, whom would the king delight to honor more than me? And Haman answered and said to the king, for the man who the king delights to honor, let a royal robe be brought which the king has worn. And the horse on which the king has ridden, which has royal, which has a royal crest placed on his, its head, then let those, let this robe and the horse be delivered to the hand of the one of the king's most noble princes, that he may array the man whom the king delights to honor, then the, then parade him. Parade him on the horseback through the city square and proclaim before him, thus shall it be done to the man whom the king delights to honor. (laughs) Hallelujah. He wants to put the kingly robe on you. He wants to put you on a divine horse. Parade you around like a king. Then the king said to Haman, Hurry, take the robe and the horse as you have suggested, and so do for Mordecai. Hmm. Wow. Clothed with royalty. I was at Timmy's this week sitting down having a coffee and these two women are sitting on the table next to me and a guy came beside him and they said, don't swear, he's a pastor. The lady goes, I believe I have royalty on me. You have royalty on you. You've been clothed. Do you know why? Because the king honors you. He honors you. to say except amen he has extended his scepter to you let me remind you of these things before we go what he sees He offers you from his position the scepter of authority. He offers you from his position the scepter of purpose. He offers you from his position the scepter of provision. 
He offers you from, from his position the scepter of power. And he sees you and offers you the scepter from where he is seated. Now, Father, I just pray that the reality of your scepter that you have touched us with, that you have offered to us, would become real in our life. God would say to you today, he, will, he would extend his scepter out to you today and say, ask me, ask me what you need, ask me what you want. My kingdom is available to you. And Father, we thank you for the scepter that you have offered us and you keep it out there. And I thank you for touching me with your scepter. And revealing to me all that's available. Thank you for your favor, your provision, your authority, your power, your purpose, your plan. And all God's people said, Amen. God bless you.